0: Before this week's episode of School Improvement, a reminder that nominations for the Teacher Awards are now open. The awards recognise outstanding approaches to teaching and school leadership in K-12 education across Australia. There are eight categories you can nominate yourself, a team of staff or a colleague in. Head to teachermagazine.com forward slash teacher awards for more information and to submit your nomination today. for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Jo Any kind of change can be exciting and sometimes daunting and moving from primary to secondary school is no different. So what are the worries and challenges for students and what would help to make the process easier? Guide to Thrive is a new evidence-based transition program from LifeEd that brings together teacher professional development mapped to the ASL standards, practical classroom activities and supporting resources for parents and carers. In this episode of School Improvement, I'm joined by Murray Baker, a teacher of 20 years who's now a Programme Development Coordinator at LifeEd, and Dr Shane Isnietza, a Research Fellow at the Australian Council for Educational Research, who's been involved in the programme. We'll be discussing some of the findings from the research literature and student feedback forums and how this student voice has informed the programme and activities. A quick note on terminology. Murray mentions de stress and u stress, that's essentially bad stress and good stress, and the spelling for u stress is e u stress, just in case you want to look that one up. Okay, let's get started. Well, uh, Shane Sneadzer and Murray Baker, welcome to Teacher. Uh, now we're going to start off. Um, having a think about uh, some of the uh, research responses. So, Shani, I'm going to come to you uh, for that section. So, in explaining what led to the creation of the Guide to Thrive Resources, uh, Life Ed says, I'll I'll just read a quote, a research study led by Life Ed found that a significant proportion of Australian students feel underprepared and scared about the transition to secondary school, with many wanting more guidance to demystify the transition, including better preparation in year six and longer support in year seven. So there were three elements then to the research side of things. The first was a review of the
1: research literature, wasn't it? What what were the key takeaways from that? The key takeaways? Well, there's lots of interesting research out there, um, and it's from all sorts of different perspectives. So we've got... um, the academic and social emotional outcomes across transition. So for example, what does maths achievement look like? Or what does motivation and engagement look like across the change from, from primary school to high school? We also have the perspectives from the personal and environmental factors across transition. So for example, you know, what does transition, what effect does it have on neurodiverse students? or are there any transition challenges that are correlated with socioeconomic status, that kind of thing. So there's all these different and complex perspectives coming into that transition age group. But what we found um, and the big key takeaways were exactly that, that it's a really complex space. Uh, It's generally positive for most students, um, but there's certainly opportunity for improvement. There's, Lots of different perspectives when it comes to assessing quality. So what do we mean by a quality transition from school to school? Is it a per- on the personal level? Is it the academic level, etc.? And one of the key things we found also was that we need more student voice. Uh, this is a transition that this affects students particularly moving from primary to high school. And we wanted to know what, what do they think, which is, of course, what prompted LifeEd's research. mm
0: mm-hmm and that was an interesting point you made there that you know it is it is positive on the whole for most students but obviously for those students that do find it difficult um we need to support those alongside that review of the literature then you also reviewed the resources that were already out there uh, what did you find there and how did that kind of inform the 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 future direction of the 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 project in terms of the resources that perhaps that you wanted to make coming out of yeah. this
1: Yeah, so we found that there's a lot of resources out there already, and there's a lot of um, really good quality resources out there. We found that there were all sorts of different types. So there are practical resources, there are theoretical resources. um, uh, For example, there's also school-specific stuff. All of them come with their own pros and cons, things that make life easier um, and things that are sometimes a barrier that we can't get through. And, you know, some of those challenges are that sometimes it's difficult to transfer existing resources into your own classroom. So, for example, if it's highly theoretical research, sometimes it's you can see what's happening there, but it's too much of a leap and too much work to transfer it to the classroom environment. Um, Sometimes it's simply there's a paywall that you've found a wonderful resource, but it's just too expensive. teachers to access. So what we found by looking at all of these wonderful resources out there uh, and thinking about where we wanted to go forward was, firstly, we very much wanted to build on the benefits uh, that are already there, but also um, mitigate any of the barriers. So that meant that for any new resources, firstly, we wanted to make them free. Uh, We wanted to make them available to everyone. That's regardless of what state or what sector you're teaching in. We wanted to make sure that most of the transfer work is already done for teachers. So, of course, every classroom and every teacher is different. So there's always a level of modification that you'll need to do with any resource. But we wanted to make sure that most of the hard work was already done. And of course, we also wanted to make sure that student voice came through, that we were actually addressing what students had told us were their challenges.
0: That's interesting as well, because sometimes what happens is we ask students what they think, they tell us, and then we go ahead and do what we wanted to do anyway. So that's (laughs) encouraging to know that that's fed into these resources. We are going to speak about the resources with Murray in a moment uh, in a bit more detail. But the the final element of the research I just wanted to touch on was a series of student forums. You had Mm -hmm. 82 forums in 15 schools. There were 444 students there. What were they saying about the transition experience? I I think you've called these the challenges then.
1: Yeah, so first, it was just a wonderful opportunity to be able to go out to schools and speak with students about either their impending school transition, that was the Year 6s and some of the Year 7s we spoke to, and also speaking to students who had just made that transition to secondary school. Um, So some of those were Year 7s and Year 8s as well. Uh, Now, what they told us was largely... But again, it's a complex space. So students' feelings were very mixed about moving schools. They were largely positive, which was really reassuring. But that positivity was also underpinned by um, a clear level of uncertainty and nervousness about what what the school change might bring. So we spoke to students about their feelings, particularly about moving schools, and also Importantly, we explored the reasons behind those feelings, um, particularly the challenging feelings. And students identified some clear challenges in common. Now, understanding that these were students from four different states around Australia, uh, it was interesting to see that they were all highlighting fairly similar challenges. So the challenges were around the academics. They were nervous about how difficult will schoolwork be at high school and also the amount that they would be given homework expectations, those sorts of things. Another challenge was managing the new school environment. So just getting around um, orientation, but also the cultural and practical expectations of secondary school, you know, how things are done here, those types of things, and whether they'd be able to learn the new systems quickly enough. There was the social element, As well, of course, moving to a new school, how do I make new friends? And also really importantly, what about my old friends from primary school? How do I make sure that I don't lose touch if we're not going to the same school? And the last theme that came out in terms of challenges was all around self-management. So students were particularly keen to make sure that they were organised and that they could do and meet all of these new challenges themselves so those were aspects like time management how do I make sure that I'm on time that I'm following the timetable how do I get to and from school by myself how do I make sure I'm prepared for all of my classes and even little things like having to get changed for PE lessons how do I make sure I'm organized for those sorts of things so those were the main challenges that came out and we also talked students through well you know how, how do we address those challenges And students came up with some amazing ideas on how they could stand up and, you know, use their own agency to solve those challenges themselves. And that was the key part of student voice that we were trying to bring through to the teacher resources um, and ultimately to the Guide to Thrive.
0: Mm -hmm. So, again, we're asking students what the challenges are, but rather than just saying, oh, okay, and then getting together as teachers and saying, how are we going to address this? Let's ask the students what some of those exactly. solutions uh, could be so what were some of their solutions
1: then what did they come up with they had so many solutions it was amazing and if you want lots of detail of course there's a report available via mm-hmm. the guide to thrive that you can actually read through and see all of their suggestions but um it included things that students can do for themselves like for example using a map using a diary to organize themselves even to the level some of them said look just When you're feeling worried, take some deep breaths and that will really help. But they also had lots of suggestions about how schools and school systems can be more accommodating to their needs as well. So, for example, having a buddy system in place um, to help out. Right down to the detail of asking schools to align their rules and regulations so that they know that the rules are the same in every single classroom. Even though the classroom is different, the teacher might be different, the rules and the expectations are still the same. The key message I think that we got from there though, and really importantly, is that students wanted agency in the process. They were saying to us that we're not little kids anymore. We want to be able to manage these challenges. We might let it need a little bit of help or guidance, but we really want to do this ourselves. So so from there then, thanks Shani. So from
0: there then, from the research side of things, um life created a toolkit if you like so murray um well i'll let you explain who it's for and, and what that includes
2: absolutely thank you both for having me on this morning uh yeah look with the guide to thrive it's been developed in consultation with teachers so it's been designed by teachers for teachers um and it's really a, a bank of resources that contains uh, professional development resources classroom activities uh, but also um, discussion starters that parents and carers can use at home to really connect with their their children in relation to transition. Um, and they're all really designed to empower students to feel uh, positive about the transition to secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the, the Guide to Thrive um, Bank of Resources, um, if a teacher really wanted something, you know, they were... Uh, fumbling around trying to find something that they needed uh, for a particular lesson, they could jump on the website and they would be able to find something um, straight away that they can use uh, without needing to really think about because, um, you know, it's a life it's a LifeEd branded product. So they know that it's it's backed by research. It's a really trusted organisation um, and it's going to be quality. So there are 45 resources uh, that they can choose from and, and they're grouped under um particular topics and and themes so they will be able to to use them straight away with their class and like shading was saying you know they'll be able to modify them quite easily uh and differentiate them for their students if they need to now there is a, a classroom implementation plan that that lays out the guide to thrive uh process that that we feel would work best um and that ranges from uh term one of year six all the way through to um term four of year six and then into year seven and throughout the year seven year. And that's really to support the students on their journey. And we know that that all classrooms are different. So the the activities here can be tailored to the particular cohort of students that the teachers have in their classrooms. Everything within Guide to Thrive has been linked to the AITSL standards. So by participating in the, the professional development throughout, Everything in it is curriculum aligned, it's aligned to the AITSL standards, and teachers in in whatever territory or state they're in can utilise this professional development for their um, self-identified hours for the accreditation process.
0: Hi, I'm just dropping into this episode to tell you more about the Teacher Awards categories. A reminder that you can nominate yourself, a team of staff or a colleague and there are eight categories. They are the Leadership Award for Driving School Improvement, Improving Student Learning and Progress, Cultivating an Inclusive and Positive Culture, Excellence in Staff Collaboration, Excellence in Curriculum Design and Implementation, fostering strong school community partnerships, improving health and well-being, and our special contribution award. Nominations close on 16th of July, so head over to teachermagazine.com forward slash teacher awards for more information and to submit your entry today. So you're advocating with this that teachers, you're a former teacher yourself, you're advocating that teachers take a strengths-based approach then. Can you explain a little bit to listeners about what you mean by that?
2: What that means is we want to foster a, a growth mindset um, in in our students and provide them with knowledge, strategies and skills, and also agency to think creatively and, and make positive choices in order to thrive in high school. You know, we really want to um, utilise the the four C's, so critical thinking, collaboration, communication and, um, which one have I missed? Creativity. Communica- creativity, thank you. Um yeah, to, to make those positive choices, and we want kids to feel really prepared and confident, and to see the the transition to high school as a really positive opportunity, and a, a a positive change, rather than something that they need to be worried about. You know, some of the skills that we we want to develop in them um, allow them to to like Shani was saying, organise themselves and and plan for their academic workload and and tackle assessments, but also to um, analyse their friendships and and how they can maintain those friendships as well.
0: So it's the strengths based celebrating what they can already do and then building on that as
2: well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's looking at things through a positive lens, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and and seeing what I do well and how I can use those positive skills that I already um have and and that that glass half full attitude, I guess, thinking um, that there are good things to come, and and one of the activities that we we do have within our resource deals with distress and youth stress, and youth stress was something that w- was quite new to me. And and the theme of youth stress is, you know, at, at the time I find things quite stressful, but in the end I know the outcome is going to be really positive. It's a bit like a roller coaster, I guess. You hop on, you feel a bit worried, a bit scared, and then at the end you hop off feeling really invigorated and excited, and. And really happy that you've gone through that process and and overcome something so um, yeah it's acknowledging that things can be a little bit tricky at times but you know persevering through and um, showing resilience and coming out the other side quite renewed and and showing growth and progress
0: you mentioned there about there are different activities for different times in the year Um, i was going to ask you about when when you envisage that teachers use the resources but is there any feedback there from students in the forums about maybe the timing and i mean we all think about you know that 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 preparation for transition but then there's that period afterwards as well isn't there when do you think teachers will be looking at using these
2: yeah absolutely so the research um stated that the the students wanted to be prepared earlier they wanted to start having the discussions earlier in the year so with our uh, implementation plan what we've suggested is that schools start in term one of year six and we know that each context and, and student cohort are unique and that some schools may start doing them at different times um and and that's completely okay because um we we want students and teachers to work together and do what works best for them i know that some schools actually start their the transition discussions or the transition phase in year 4 one of the local high schools where i live starts a connection in year 4 and they have a, a they've developed like a buddy system where they take the year 4s fishing for the day and you know they just start getting to um like you said earlier demystify and and they will start seeing the the older students as hopefully role models rather than something to be uh, you know worried about or fearful of and then year 5 they have their, their orientation days towards the end of the year and then in year 6 they start the process
0: and then afterwards as well like i say once you've kind of you've you've got into the school environment it's easy to kind of for, for teachers and for students to just okay we're in the we're in the rhythm of the new school year and we you know we keep going without actually realizing that there are those difficulties that still remain. There are lots of little things that always pop up, aren't there? Lots of firsts that, that happen throughout the year. Absolutely. So, have you got have you got resources for that for that period after as well?
2: Yeah, we do. We we really want the year seven um, teachers and coordinators to to really continue the check in process. We want them to keep checking in with the students, keep asking those questions, asking how they're feeling, um, because like you said, a lot of firsts come up in in year seven you know you might receive your first assessment rubric or your first assessment schedule and you know that that's extremely new and especially because each student might have up to eight different teachers you know they need to know expectations of each of each of those teachers so we want all all teachers to be on board having those conversations and checking in on the on the students and making sure that each one of them is actually thriving um and it, and if they're not then they can go back to the the guide to thrive website and they can look at some of the resources and checklists that we have on there um and utilize those resources in their classrooms to to really um advocate for for the students and give them the skills and strategies that they need to to um to continue to do well
0: mm-hmm. so i'm interested in having a look at a couple of the resources then they are the, the, there's lots of practical classroom activities in there which is good uh, you know that that whole idea of transfer transforming that research into practice like you were saying Shane it, it's difficult sometimes isn't it for that transformation to take place. Uh, Murray can you, you take us through a, a couple of those activities maybe?
2: Yeah absolutely um, a lot of the the activities in here are, are identifying feelings or connecting with their friends um, so we've got uh, activities for students to connect with their peers in positive ways by identifying attributes that actually make a good friend and that's really useful when students are um, mingling with new students from other schools um, and and identifying what could potentially be a, a new friend for them um, but also identifying behaviours that they they don't like and that would uh, be really useful when they're identifying um, behaviours that they need to be an upstander for rather than a bystander. So we've got some activities around bullying and and we really want that to marry up with the, the upstander bystander um, activity. So they know that they can feel empowered to stand up for what's right and what's wrong because we really want to curb that behaviour in students and, and, and promote the positive. We have activities that allow students to represent their feelings uh, using emojis and how, how their transition um, is feeling for them. And we've also got, like Shani was saying before, mapping activities where students and parents can uh, utilise Google Maps to plan uh, journeys to and from their new secondary school. Um, and that's just to really increase their confidence and reduce the stress associated to to getting to school. Yeah, and like I was saying, there's activities there about distress and stress as well to help them have a, a really positive transition to secondary education.
0: And so it'll be mainly teachers and leaders then that that listen to this podcast, but we know you've mentioned, you've both mentioned before, what an important role that parents and and carers play in uh, student learning and helping them thrive at school. You've created a set of resources for the parents and the carers too. Again, um, we mentioned there, one of the examples is maybe sitting down and sort of planning a route. You're just making it easier for them, aren't you, to to have all those uh, resources there. And I mean, we can all say, yes, we'll sit down and plan a Google route, but you know having it there for you as a, as a prompt is is what makes it easier for the parents and carers isn't it
2: yeah absolutely look partnerships between parents and teachers they're absolutely crucial towards you know students feeling uh that they have a sense of belonging or achievement at school and a student needs to know that they've got supporters in their corner both at home and at school we have to remember that the move to high school can be stressful you know, and a, and a little bit sad and or a little bit nostalgic for for parents at times, too, because it means that their children are growing up and, you know, gaining a sense of independence and the parent losing, you know, a little bit of control. Um, so essentially, a, a lot of the resources are, you know, either discussion starters or there are some videos that parents can watch on the bus or on the train. And we really want parents to be checking in with their students and and feel empowered to um, really know what questions to ask in order to engage with their students. Um, there's a particular video that received really great feedback in in our piloting, uh, which was around bullying, um, and parents said that bull- the bullying video really assisted them um, to plan appropriately to have those valuable conversations with their young people. And we we want these resources to be a catalyst for conversation. We want them to engage. We want them to check in regularly. We want them to assist. We want Uh, students to feel empowered enough to to reach out to their parents and and ask for help if they need it.
0: But presumably though this is also a great thing for teachers isn't it because they can speak to parents and carers about the resources and then how they can best support their children through this process.
2: Look at at LifeEd we're really committed to to helping young people embrace the move to secondary school um, with a with a real sense of optimism um, so that they can all thrive and we want these resources to be really really helpful for teachers parents um, and students alike
0: well uh, as we mentioned uh, Shaney, as you said there's there's a lot of information there a lot of background information if teachers or parents listening leaders want to have a look at some of the responses there's all the research literature in there um and then of course there's this huge suite of resources on the website too murray if uh, if if we want to access that where do we have to go to
2: uh, so the Guide to Thrive website is guide to Uh you can also uh, get some of these resources from the student Wellbeing being hub uh dot edu.au.
0: Mm-hmm. And as we say, it's for, it doesn't matter which sector you're in, doesn't matter which state or territory you're in, and it's all free to access as well. Um, so there's plenty on there if you want to dig a bit deeper, and I'll put those links into the transcript of this podcast as usual. But for now, uh, it's been fantastic speaking to you both this morning. Um, Shane and Murray, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with a Teacher. Thanks so much for having us.
2: Thank you so much, Jo.
0: That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more on the topic of school transitions you can also check out Research Files episode 78 which focuses on supporting disadvantaged students in post-school pathways and transitions. Before you go I have a quick favour to ask. Please take a few moments to review our podcast. It helps other people like you to find it and it's a big support to the teacher team. Thanks. This podcast was brought to you by the Teacher Awards, recognising outstanding approaches to teaching and school leadership in K-12 education across Australia. Visit teachermagazine.com forward slash teacher awards for more information and to submit your nomination today.